Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I had an alarm that didn't go off. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. A great way to keep yourself up to date with your favorite artists. And discover some new ones as well at iTunes and Apple Podcast, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Billy Howardell. We're going to be talking with the A Perfect Circle uh, co-founder about his new solo record called What Normal Was. First time that he's used his uh, his actual name. Of course, he went with uh, Under Ashes Divide on his first solo record. This one finds him connecting to his teenage years while watching his own kids come into their own discovery, uh, discovery era uh, to reflect where he's musically arrived to in the present. It's, it's, it's sort of a time warp crazy thing and it, it works out beautifully by the way I, I do promise you that uh, in fact uh, speaking of a perfect circle he actually tells us how uh, he used Fiona Apple's title and Radiohead's OK Computer as benchmarks for their first record uh, Murder Noms in 2000 and in turn the uh, in present day used the first two albums from the Cars as well as early music from the B-52s as his guides for this record we're also going to hear about how uh, listening to the Dead Kennedys when he was young is akin to his children's taste for SoundCloud trap, uh, the impact the Curious Pornography had on his coming of age, and recently remixing uh, songs from uh, Pussifer and Our Lady Peace. So let's jump into this. We're talking what normal was. It's Kyle Meredith with Billy Howardell. Hey. So let me start then by saying uh, what normal was, this record. Uh, dude, this is all kinds of greats. I've enjoyed listening to this so much. Uh, quite the accomplishment. I really mean that. So congratulations. 
Oh man, thank you very much. I guess there's a thread, maybe it's, you know, what other interviewers have picked up on, maybe it's part of the press release, but something that, that caught my caught my ear on this is hearing you talk about how this record was maybe an opportunity to connect with with your teenage self to make the record that you said you you would have made had you had the means. Um, what exactly does that mean in this situation for you? Well, I mean, I can I start talking about it and then I get literal and you know, loose and and uh, but yeah, I started playing music when I was. 16 just about to be 17 so i guess kind of a late bloomer in, in some people's eyes um but you know earlier than that i'm just this record for me was like tapping into the the part of being a young teen listener like that that moment when your lane of music genre desires are defined and kind of starting to take hold and shape and for me you know it was middle school for me it was like going from sixth to seventh grade you know I, well, let, me, let me start by saying I'm forced to look or not forced. I was like kind of an exercise to look back in this because I have two kids. And at the time they were both, you know, about 11 and 14 years old. And, and you know, as they're talking about music, that's, you know, getting them really excited. <laughs> and of course, I'm being normal parent, like listening to it and go, really, this is this is the stuff that's <laughs> making you really excited. Um, but yeah, looking back to at the time in my life when that was taking hold and just like nothing can stop it and that was you know going into like middle school going to like seventh grade basically and and all the music that happened to be coming out then and i feel really lucky to have grown up in that time because you know it's i'm still stuck with it and yeah i mean the many times the the, the playlist that i make for myself or you know the, the music i listen to the albums i put on are from that from that era it just had a big impact so to go and try and make a record as almost like a time capsule, you know, in reverse of going, uh, sending you a time machine back to show my young teen self a record that I was trying to find probably, but found little bits along the way. This is kind of like a, a, the, I don't know, the collection of everything I listened to made into a record. That's, I, I too have a 14 year old son. And I think that's why I, I was sort of picking up on that because I'm, I'm having the same situation over here where, you know, you, any of us, maybe that's, that's in this situation. It, it is that chance to all the cult of personality seems to be thrown out the window. That's what surprised me. <laughs> like, like even the older stuff that he's picking up on might not have been the old, like, I didn't look at it the same way. Like, you know, journey wasn't was sort of a dirty word to me growing up, but it was a big thing for his generation coming up. And that's right. Yeah. And and some of the things that we, you know, I definitely rolled my eyes and turned up my nose when I was a kid. And I go back and listen to some of the things I'm like these are great. These are, this is great music. But for whatever reason, the pendulum swinging over into the alternative space is what, you know, I appreciated back then and maybe you know maybe we just had too much good music around even if it was <laughs> on mainstream radio i don't know it was a great time when uh, when mainstream radio opened its doors to weird um i felt lucky and that's and maybe there I, I do think there's actually a part of that happening now it's it's different though you know it's and it's always different but but some of those bands you know i should bring up just while we're here and everything um the cure Echo and the Bunny Men. I mean, we're I think talking the same love language here, and I'm only referencing the ones that I've heard you reference in other interviews. I'm, I'm sure there are more in there, but um, but how I guess did that dictate the actual 
songwriting for this record? I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, do you just realize you're sort of using those influences later or do you use the opportunity to go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wave that flag? I typically set out when I make a record and have two kind of benchmark records that I'll listen to or at least measure what I'm doing against. And I can say, you know, clearly remember being the first Perfect Circle record, there's two records that I just, you know, I didn't have them sitting on the ledge of my studio monitors, but they might as well have been the, the things I listened to all the time. Fiona Apple's title, her first mm -hmm. record, and uh, OK Computer by Radiohead. Like, so when I was making Meredith Noms in, in basically 98, 99, that's, those were the two records I just wanted Meredith Noms to come to the level two, you know, and, and it's kind of, hard to define what that means you know sometimes they're sonic and sometimes it's sometimes it's in songcraft or or at least just the way it made me feel you know and for this this time what normal was the car's first two records i would say i'll combine and be make them make them one um and you know and i kind of along with that b52's first record like the sound of those records was really great to me and even though they're even a, a little less less electronic than kind of what I ultimately, you know, honed down into with this record, um, there was just so so much great space within records. Then records that you can turn up, you couldn't turn up loud enough. And and then I guess now I'm talking technically, like I just wanted a record that wasn't fatiguing, but had you know songs I could stand behind. You know, I don't know. I mean, some of this stuff is. You, you know, switching sides of your brain from left to right, you know, uh, I, I, but when I get into like the actual songwriting part, I think it's just inevitable, like getting back to the time I grew up listening to these songs in that era, it, it's going to rub off on me or whoever's, you know, trying to do this exercise of tap back into what normal was musically for me, you know, I mean, that was, I'm just a melting pot of whatever influences and, you know, tried to try to tap into all this stuff and you, you try and tap into like seven or 10 things and you can't do them perfectly. And you're just wanting to making your own soup. Just a beautiful soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you call it a soup, beautiful. I, the cars is great. I I've talked about the cars more than I've meant to lately, coincidentally to, to our conversation here in that there's something a weird, it, this it's feels weird to say this. It feels like there's a disconnect with the cars and popular culture because you could play a dozen of the car's biggest hits to everybody. And they're like, Oh my God, I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. But they never seem to come up when people talk about the greatest bands of all time. You know, it's, it, it's some weird thing there, but it's, they're one of the greatest pop rock bands of all time. And the craft is amazing. Yeah, truly. Yeah. And, and yeah, the way the great songs, but also recorded, you know, so well. Uh, and, and so there's two parts to that too. Like I, you know, getting back to having kids and me listening to whatever SoundCloud trap artists that they're getting excited about. And I go, really? Like, this is, you know, I, I mean, there's some, some of it's good, but like the, the scraping the bottom of the barrel sometimes. And like, uh, and, uh, and, but that was me with my parents hearing me play dead Kennedys, you know, I'm sure as they're, you know, listening to crooners at their cocktail party or whatever with their friends and listening to Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole. And then like, I'm putting on like, you know, holiday in Cambodia. <laughs> they're like, what is going on? Like, how can my kid think this is 
art, you know? So I get it. You know, part of it's the irreverence of pissing off your parents, but it is the culture of, of the time that's hard to describe. Right. And just kind of what we're talking about now, like, yeah, the cars are great, but there's a mo there's a reason why they, uh, they catapulted to the forefront of your listening, whether you liked it or not, they were just like in everyone's face and, but they were amazing. So you took it for granted, but you also, whatever record you're listening to, is it the soundtrack to your breakup to your, you know, family funeral or family vacation or whatever it was and all these things get tethered and anchored to experience and they make music even better so you know that that's sort of the exercise of this record for me was just going back and saying why you know seeing you know my young kids going through this and then thinking about what i went through in that time it's just like what what makes music tick like it's i don't know i don't, I don't know that's answerable it's just it's a conversation i wanted to have I, I, that's a good conversation that I love having. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, but but so does that go on to define, you know, you called the record what normal was. And and the, to me, the important word in there is was, you know, like what right. is the was in that title ex mean exactly? I mean, really what we're talking, I'd say to hone in on it, it's that 
dead Kennedy's that rolling of the eyes of my parents listening to Dick Kennedy's or listening to whatever it was that that's just, you know, pornography by the cure. I mean, that was one of the most, when that record hit, it was so dark. And so I wasn't that dark of a kid, but there was a part of me that needed that. And, um, and went inside of that really truly and it wasn't it wasn't pulling me down into the depths of despair it was just kind of this accompaniment of if i felt that way it was it was you know a wingman of sorts and i think just trying to go back into that space especially when you are uh, you know young and just discovering this for the first time and you take ownership of it i mean that's the was that's the the feeling of like you're you know your first love so to speak and when music hits you and it's what what is your first love in musical terms um and and just and also kind of having an understanding of how music evolves and not being you know old guy screaming at cloud just to go this is this is there's something to it and there's there is amazing music i've heard now unfortunately it's not it's harder to lock into what did you say in the beginning of, of like you know uh not demigods, but something about like maybe even playing to rock stars or these giants that maybe I grew up with and maybe you did too. Of like they were kind of pushed and we gave them latitude and we gave them second chances to hear what came next. And and now it's, you know, there's different appetites and different listening behaviors and trends. And, and a lot of it's dictated from money, unfortunately. And I guess it was back then too. It was like huge record labels pushing artists and giving them other opportunities to make another record and and now it's like kind of you you either shoot heroin in your eyeball or swallow you know guzzle a gallon of ketchup on tiktok and then you're the next big pop star um you know there's just different i guess different vehicles to rise to the top which by the way you know you were saying you weren't that dark of a kid and uh and 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 the struggle that was coming in i saw that pic that you posted the wrestling pic uh and and i can see that in real time i think in that photo (laughs) of the of the argument going on inside you of who you wanted to be (laughs) yeah i mean that is such a great fake picture i you know i found that Mm -hmm. i was scanning old pictures and uh you know i i guess i i bit on the whole world goth day thing and, and send it to my friend kevin who's an amazing artist i go here either do this in five seconds or take 15 which to him taking 15 was like he goes do you want it to be the believable i go don't i don't care whatever just doesn't take you much time he sent that back in like 10 minutes and it's like <laughs> okay and then I, I i know some people felt like wow you really showed up to wrestling practice well first of all i was in the early 80s in new jersey if i showed up like that <laughs> if i showed up like that to wrestling practice i'd be gone like you know <laughs> whatever it would be 1500 push-ups while people spit on me like that that wouldn't have you know wouldn't have been a good look right right yeah. <laughs> it's a good alternate fantasy alternate reality yeah, in exactly that right there. but it does it does surmise yeah where my head was at with uh yeah i i was a true you know what would become dark wave post-punk you know music fan but you know forced to yeah listen to whatever was the, the, the music of the day of my uh, peers, which okay. was not that. Um, I want to quickly jump into some of these songs that, you know, a, as you talked about this being a uh, uh, personal, you know, uh, talking about personal relationships, people, you know, within these songs there, even in the moments where that might be true to me, some of my favorite songs, of course, ones that 
you know, uh, skirt that line. It might be very personal to you, but it's coming across in a much bigger picture. Um, three songs, particularly to Selfish Hearts, a follower, uh, bring honor back home. I don't know exactly what any three of them are specifically about, but there are these moments in all of them, like the opening chorus in Selfish Hearts, uh, which, you know, it's the leadoff track on this record. I, I hear that line, you'll never find what you seek in these selfish hearts and these human hearts. And and when when I look into Follower and Bring Honor Back Home, do you hear how the songs might also reflect what I'm seeing in the news and on the TV at this exact moment? Well, I mean, like I said, this music's an exercise in, in revisionist, revisionist history with my own, you know, young self. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I think even if you're meditating, the, the background noise of the construction across the street is going to come in even if you're trying to get trying to sink into somewhere else. Um, yeah, I think it's hard to avoid, you know, I, uh, you know, to look, to look back and try and have this be this homage to a, a part of my life musically that I wanted to honor. It's impossible to not, you know, try and make it modern and, and make it current and contemporary. So yeah, those things are impossible to avoid, but, um, yeah, I mean, and then some of it's being a parent, you know, some of it's being uh, having enough life experience to be able to speak to a few things with, the, you know, ho hopefully with uh, enough uh, courage and, and, and reflection to not make, you know, to be dispassionate, you know, and truly looking at dispassionate as a try and go past things that, you know, you might be pulled under, you know, I don't know. I could go down a whole path of empathy and free will right now, but I think we have limited time. But, you know, yeah, yeah, there's some of that. And I tend not to want to speak to specific, you know, bullet points of what things are about. Well, and, and some of these topics seem so unfortunately evergreen. You could have been singing about the 80s and all of these, and it's still going to make sense for for what I'm seeing. And, and uh, you know, I, we don't have to go into the details this one. And I just want to bring it up because I, I loved it so much. And that the words and bring honor back home. You said they set blaze to the temple of reason, repeat every lie till it's true, isolate and destroy all dissenting opinions. They're coming for you. Like, man, <laughs> I don't have to look far to find a very um, relevant and recent thread to find those words to make sense to me. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you. And I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you yeah. painted it well. Uh, that is a compliment. That's what I'm saying. You really did paint it well. Um, and, and, and seriously, all throughout the record, uh, I find those moments. I find those moments that I'm, they're offering comfort because they're offering reflection in a way. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're sad, it's not that you might listen to happy music to make you unsad. When you're sad, you listen to sad music to feel better about it. Right. And um, yeah. And there are joyous moments I do find on here, but I'm but I, I'm able to lean into it as well. Yeah, I find it's like one of the more happy records I've written. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I mean, but again, in Perfect Circle, it's more you know I'm writing the music, and in this, uh, there's sort of an uplift musically at least, even if you know some of the lyrics are you know kind of mercurial. They're they're a little all over the place um, <laughs> as far as emotion goes, but you know that's part of it too. I mean, shit being being a hormonal teen you know and if you're trying to tap into that you, you know things don't always have to um, be so lined up and you know i gave myself a little latitude so <laughs> there we are 
speaking of perfect circle did i see uh a remix is that remix the pussifer remix is that new i, I thought i saw that this yeah morning. yeah yeah i didn't realize it came out until last week it came out on vinyl apparently first and i okay. heard somebody do a, do a rip with their very bad you know vinyl player with a <laughs> like and and it was almost very you know victrola-esque which kind of lends to the style i went with with this uh i mean i guess you call it a remix i, I kind of I don't know if I'm doing a remake or remix or something of a song and try not to have it be too, I don't know, I always say. I just, they called it a reimagining and I appreciate that. I think that's a good way to say it. And um, I did, yeah, did one for Pussifer and for Our Lady Peace, which I never posted. It reminds me, I gotta, I gotta maybe post about that, right? Um, yeah, but the Pussifer one, that's the topic of the day. We're opening for Pussifer today. I'm actually getting ready to go down to soundcheck we're opening we opened for them or this is our second um time opening for them our first show back at the greek about a month ago or three weeks ago and then tonight that's but, fun uh, tell yeah. me and i said hi he was just on the the series uh not that long ago it feels like not that oh. long ago. it was probably a few months now but <laughs> nice did he di distract you into food and wine land uh, that's uh you know i think i distracted him into food and wine land yeah you know, it's it's like, how can you not it's it's, it's a fun it's a topic that's a good topic yeah. uh, to, you to could talk have about. distracted me too hey i will say I, for whatever with uh music i can cook i can cook okay I'll, i will just brag about that right now i'll just i'll, I'll, I'll hold my own well, listen, now we've got uh, a reason for a part two soon to do this. Sounds um, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put me in an industrial kitchen and we'll do it, you know, we'll do it real time and I'll, you know, I'll cook you something. And, right on, we'll because talk, I we'll can't cook. Yeah, I can't cook. I like to watch cooking. I don't like to cook. Okay. Uh, I find it very frustrating, but I love to eat. So <laughs> good. I can help with that. All right, Billy, thank you so much. Uh, I will release you to your day right here. I so appreciate you doing this. Congratulations on what normal was, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the kind words and, and uh, spread the word. My thanks to Billy Howardell. Again, the uh, new solo record, What Normal Was, is out now. Thanks to you for checking out the series. Do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you get a brand new one with your favorite artist or new ones to discover at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I'm still in bed, but this will make for good, uh, a deeper voice than I than I have, so it's good. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from Louisville Public Media.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.